This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and joining me once again, becoming a regular staple on the show, is Christy. Christy, welcome back. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No doubt. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty sure that we're just going to call you or give you the title of co-host. And until Wow, thank you. Yeah, Glad until somebody great. else with a more impressive resume comes along, <laughs> um, you know, that's going to be the situation. <laughs> So just know that there are dogs biting at your heels, waiting to be on this amazing show. You should. I know, know I have to up my game. There you go. No, your game. Believe me, if anyone has to up their game, it's going to be me. <laughs> now let's get right into it. Again, this new format: we go through the EdTech News Rundown, we just go through the stories, and then at the end, we will uh, go ahead and talk a little bit more in depth about one of the stories. So let's get started with our first piece of news of the week. eCampus News compiles some of the latest course updates and resources for STEM. They inform us that Carnegie Mellon University is launching a new bachelor's program in computational biology. Ooh, I would not do well in that. And they're hoping to fill high demand in biotechnology industries. Also, DeVry University has added two new certificates in website design and development. They also mentioned that only 29% of STEM jobs are held by women, so be sure to share these new STEM opportunities with your students and obviously help support any of them, but definitely the female students. If you ever if you get a few student female students that are interested, help them out definitely. This article also mentions coding courses for Davidson College students supporting the need for a basic knowledge of coding regardless of the field that they're going into. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, our next story from TechCrunch reports that Noodle Partners raised $4 million to help colleges deliver degrees online. Noodle Partners is a new education venture from the founder of the Princeton Review, John Katzman, who explains that delivering online education has changed dramatically of late. His solution? Offer universities help setting up online degree programs with their online program management solutions. Hmm. I just honestly, I just want to work for a company called Noodle Partners. That just sounds fun. I mean, you're going to have a good time at Noodle Partners, are you not? Yes, I would say so. All right. Our next story, an Ed Surge opinion piece talks about ways of checking your ed tech assumptions. In the first of a series of articles on assumptions of ed tech, they talk about the results of some polling data from Ed Surge's Tech for Schools summits. One of the more telling statistics is educators feel they're winging it most when it comes to curriculum tools. If you have a chance, you should check out some of the data and read the article, and maybe you can explain it to me because I'm not really 100% sure what they mean by assumptions. Yeah, I'm glad they're using you know feedback from teachers in the planning, but yeah, I agree. I'm not exactly sure what they mean by assumptions. Uh, next up from LiveMint, we are given a watch list of disruptive tech from around the world. While I also talk about artificial intelligence and autonomous vehicles, they explain that online education is being heavily influenced by these trends as well. Look no further than a self-driving car engineering nano degree from Udacity, which recently had 11,000 applicants for 250 spots. These trends in technology are requiring new skills that simply aren't being given in traditional degrees or program. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm kind of excited about this because there's all these cool new things that are coming up that we need people to be really educated in and we just don't have those degree or programs in place really. So, I mean, it's really disrupting education in general along with online. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Ed Surge gives us a step-by-step -step guide to untethered faculty development. By untethered, they basically mean that it doesn't require a faculty member to come on campus or to a physical training site. 
Uh, they have a couple of interesting tips, and if you're along the faculty development line, I think you should probably uh, check this article out for sure. Uh, one is link resources within invitation emails, uh, create an online collaborative agenda, and develop online toolkits to support faculty. Um, if you can get them to open the email, then yes, that sounds good to put the resources in there for sure. Yeah, step one, I thought this article was really interesting as we think about more online programs, uh, meaning that there are simply more online educators, and this really could be a growing field of how to connect and provide professional development to online teachers who are scattered around the country and around the world. Yeah, and I think it's going to be needed too, so that's awesome. Uh, last, another article from EdSurge, we're given some advice on what to ask when choosing tech for schools. Well, actually, we're given a free course that can either be taken through LinkedIn or lynda.com. The course seems to be really geared toward pushing you to their concierge service, but it does give some questions to ask yourself, like, what is your role, and are teachers helping to articulate a problem that needs solving? If you are a decision maker for EdTech, it probably warrants you at least checking it out. Yes, the decision makers should definitely check it out, I think. Um, I actually went through, and this is going to be our featured story, so we'll just go ahead and jump right into it and, and talk about it a little bit here. Um, I, I, I went through Linda's course. I, I kind of got the feeling that it was, I mean, maybe I'm just a cynic, but it, to me it really felt like it was just going, hey, here's some cool sort of helpful things, but really pay us money to give to do our concierge service. I don't know. Did you get that feeling or was that just me? Yeah, I know that's a big um, component of EdSurge is that they will help you make that decision. So I think that's part of it. I did find a couple useful things from the course. You know, I don't think it's necessarily new information, but it's always good to be reminded of it. And I am one of those decision makers in our district about choosing technology. Um, right now we're looking at our next device for one-to-one -one implementation. So it was just good reminders for me. I mean, you're a decision maker. And when I worked in the school district, I worked for decision makers, but they really didn't value my opinion. So it's, a, it's maybe, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I thought it was a bad thing, but maybe hindsight, maybe they were right. Maybe not to listen to me. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think we always have to include the tech people, you know, the actual techies besides just the ed tech component of it, because they are the ones who ultimately support it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know that you uh, this semester have rolled out uh, something in your district, uh, a one-to-one -one maybe on a small scale level. Is that right? Yeah, we're about, well, we've rolled out um, phase one. We're rolling out 350 devices. We're about just over halfway through that. Um, we've deployed to, I think, eight classrooms right now in four of our schools. So we're about halfway there. Okay. And how's that process gone so far? Um, I think it's going really well. You know, we have just gotten our devices out to um, students in the last few weeks. So we've had a couple of professional development days for our teacher. Uh, we're really heavily into Google Classroom and Google accounts for our students. So it's a matter of, you know, getting all that logged in and teaching students how to use it. And we're focusing on our third graders and our ninth graders. Okay, that's great. Now, I've, I do have a question for you based on this particular story that we're talking about. Did you see anything in this that was either a reminder or something new that you thought this is a really big factor in what we did or I, sh I maybe should have focused on this a little bit more or anything like that in terms of experience you've gained as you've gone through the process? You know, I think the professional development component is huge. You know, we can put uh, computers in classrooms, but unless our teachers are, you know, 
using them differently, you know, we won't make the advances we need to. So we're really trying to invest heavily in our teachers and starting slow. And one of the questions in in that course was, you know, really starting to think about well, from the beginning, what is it you want to accomplish? What are your goals? How are you going to measure that? So I think that's um, one of the most important parts. Yeah, I mean, and it's an interesting, it, it seems like a no-brainer, honestly, to say something like that in terms of, taking it slow but that's not what happens uh, in particular in a school in the district I worked for they rushed into it so that on opening day it looked better so to speak you know again this is just my point of view so that none of this is actual fact but it really felt like well we're just going to rush through because we need it to look like this is succeeding right Whereas I understand that, especially for a big district and you don't want to look like you're behind the eight ball. But I think taking your time is one of those things that when you talk to somebody, you go, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I think there's so many pressures that it can be difficult, especially in a big district. Yeah, definitely. And everybody wants more computers. I mean, I have teachers right now who, you know, they want to be part of our phase one rollout. and We're telling them we have to wait until next year. So it's hard to when teachers are ready for it, not give them or be able to give them that technology that they're really wanting to use. Yeah. And I know that as our official, um, I'm trying to think of the word here. Maybe we can come up with a term here, but the show, um, I don't want to say goody two shoes, but the person who actually researches and does things, I know that you actually looked into some courses as well on LinkedIn. And are there any ones that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? You know, I don't know about recommend. I didn't have a chance to take them all, but they have other ones like communication in the 21st century classroom, teaching future-ready students, social media in the classroom, and educational technology for student success. So they look to be pretty, you know, pretty easy courses to complete, uh, but get some good information from them. Yeah, I mean, I think we do ourselves a disservice if we don't research more. Um, so much of this you know, it's about our students and it's about their success and it, we should go the extra mile to research as much as possible. I think especially with ed tech, you can get swept up in a whirlwind of, Oh, we need that. Cause that's really cool. And that could help our students instead of going, starting at sort of a base level of what do we need our students to have to help them? Where, where do we need to meet our students? Because that's different at every school. That's different in every district. And then you can choose something that exists from there rather than being swept up in that cool, shiny new thing that looks like it's going to be awesome. And I know from our conversations in the beginning, uh, this is something that you thought about a lot before you chose what devices and all that that you went through. I just think that in general, it's really difficult to do that sometimes to look deep into what's needed, what's the fluff, what's for show, and how do we make this for the best possible scenario for our students. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think the tough thing is that I don't think we can ever be 100% for sure and make a perfect decision. You know, we do the best we can with the information that we have. And um, like I've shared with our one-to-one -one teachers, you know, the only thing I can guarantee is that there's going to be problems. Um, so that is for sure going to happen. It's, you know, we try and set things up to avoid it. But yeah, there's going to be roadblocks and stumbling blocks, but we keep going. Yeah. I mean, technology in general. I mean, I've again, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I can't even tell you how many times I've been in a product demo where it doesn't work right. It's like, 
you're demoing right. this for us to buy and it doesn't work. It's sometimes stuff just doesn't work. Um, that doesn't mean you should get it just because, hey, it may not have worked this time. Obviously, you need to do your due diligence on that. But, man, I, I, I think at the end of the day, be level-headed, research more than you think you need to, listen to other people, um, listen to your teachers, listen to your students for their needs, and, and go at it at a slow pace. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, it looks good in the media to say we're doing all this, but it looks a lot better when you create a system that works good for everyone. Definitely. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. Christy, you're as usual amazing. And I'm sorry I made fun of you for researching because we, we want you to keep doing that. We don't want that to stop. But if you want to interact with the show and if you have your eye on her seat, just kidding. Her seat is not up for grabs people, but you can also contribute to the show. Email us edtechweekly at gmail.com. Um, we got an email and a resume and we're going to look at that and I'll get back with her and see how she can help on the show. So I'm excited about that. Um, Reddit. I, you know what? I love Reddit and I say go to Reddit, even if you don't go to our page, but edtechweekly.reddit.com, um, post stories, post helpful, uh, videos, anything that can help teachers, uh, especially in educational technology, get there, uh, Twitter at four tech teachers, um, follow me. And then Christy at Christy M Warren on Twitter. Um, again, interact with the show. Tell us how we're doing. Um, I know I'm happy that Christy's on the show and I'm glad to be back. We had a, a rough couple of weeks. There was an illness. I went to Portland for a conference, which was awesome. Um, but lots of craft beer, lots of food and lots of energy loss coming back. So missed a couple of weeks. But we're glad to be back. Christy. Um, I usually, I used to ask Matt all the time if he had anything, any tidbits for the people. Do you have anything you'd like to share at the end as we close out the show? Gosh, I can't think of anything as good as Matt would always share. Yeah, well, listen, he's a one of a kind, and it's not easy to do. But we will see Christy hopefully next week, and we'll see all of you next week on EdTech Weekly. <laughs>